And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Castle Collective. I'm Sean Rapier, and I love talking with friends about Disneyland, and we have got an awesome episode tonight. This is a squad episode, and we've assembled a full squad here. Uh, first of all, from Word on the Main Street podcast, Brian Lords. Brian, how are you? I am fantastic and thrilled to be here. And not only do we have Brian Lords, we don't want to have half of Word on the Main Street podcast. The other half, Sean Solo himself. Sean, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm pumped to be here, and I'm going to kick all your butts. Is that a <laughs> is your is your T-shirt a Scooby Doo slash Star Wars? T- no, that's a Japanese it's a Japanese anime. Star Wars <sighs> crossover. Yeah. At first, I thought your Luke Skywalker was Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently not. <laughs> but uh, Sean, you're ready for this. Sean is wearing a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt, a Yoda hat, and a Star Wars anime shirt. I love it. Awesome stuff. And the king of Disneyland in the early 90s, not only did he have <laughs> the annual pass, not only was he there almost every single weekend, but the only one on this recording to have spent his grad night at Disneyland, Mr. Nicoletti, how are you? Hello, hello. I didn't know that was the true fact. I'm the only one that had grad night, huh? You're the only one who had grad night there. So yeah, it's all you, man. It's all you. So, so we have assembled this crack team of Disneyland fans for a very special purpose. Uh, If you enjoy fantasy football, fantasy basketball, whatever, we are going to try to do a fantasy draft tonight of the perfect day at Disneyland. Now, we've chosen some categories, and we're going to draft it just like you do in fantasy football. No one can draft uh, something, someone that uh, the other person has drafted. So in our categories, once something's chosen, that's it. We may get into fights about what counts as it being it, because I got a couple that are gray areas as to if it gets knocked off the board or not. So we'll see what ends up happening. But uh, I'm super excited about this. First, before we jump into the draft itself, guys, was it harder than you thought it was going to be to narrow it down? On a couple categories, for sure. But on some of them, I just know that there's, this has got to be part of my day at Disneyland. So it was pretty clear. The, the thing I was worried about was the rotation and when I might be able to pick some of my favorites. That was harder for me. Sure. Brian, Sean? I'm kind of winging it. I didn't even come up with a list. I'm, I'm just ready to go. You're ready. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I, I, I don't need to prep for something like this. I, I know what's going on. <laughs> I love it. Sean? Oh, like Nick said, some were really, really easy, but then there were some that were difficult. And thinking about that rotation just made it even more difficult uh, because I know there's some that I want to pick that you guys are going to steal from me. Yeah, the rotation makes it tricky. Now, what's been surprising is we've done... We've done best of episodes primarily with Sean and Brian, uh, you know, top five or top 10 or whatever. It's amazing how similar we've all been. We'll see tonight if we're on the same page or not. So uh, we're going to jump into it now with the first category in building out your Disneyland squad. And by the way, we totally randomized uh, the order of names. The way we did it was I used a randomizer for the four names. It came up with the original order, and then it will go in that order. Whoever went first will go fourth the next time, then third the following time, then second, and so forth. So it was randomized so that this can all be as fair as possible. And the first round is a snack or a treat. And just to clarify for our audience, this is only within Disneyland Park. So it can't be something in downtown Disney, Disneyland Hotel, California Adventure, Only within Disneyland Park. First category with a snack or a treat. And Nick, you get round one first choice. Yes, I get to be the first bad guy. Yes, you do. So break (laughs) all of our hearts with the first pick in round one. Nicoletti, what do you choose? We should clarify that this has to be current stuff. Because that is a challenge in some ways because we all have childhood or teenage memories of the park. And some of those things may not be available anymore. So in this particular case, I know it's available. And I, I don't know how important this is to everybody else, but it is absolutely critical to me. So critical that there were some days in the mid-90s, as Sean said, 
when I went, this was all I ate the whole day. <laughs> and it was a churro. Oh, good choice. You got to have a churro at Disneyland. And I don't even know why. But for me, the churro is an irreplaceable part. Every, there's tons of things you can enjoy. But I can't imagine a day at Disneyland without all that cinnamon and sugar all over my shirt the rest of the day. Are, are, you, a, are you a churro purist? You like the straight churro or do you like it when they come out with the funky ones? I am a churro fan of its many different varieties. So I, I would say that I tend to go for just the standard but uh, I'm open to all of it. In fact, a great day at Disney is multiple churros. You can. <laughs> well, churros is off the board now. It cannot be taken. Good choice, Nick. I mean, look, churros are synonymous with uh, with the parks. That's for sure. It's one of those things that uh, when you say churro, most of us, I think, think of Disneyland. So, well, it's it's such an important part of the park. It's one of the things that I think you can you can even get that at Hong Kong Disney. There wasn't a whole lot that was ported over there, but with this, they even they had to bring the churro over. It's that integral. Sean, did they have the churro at uh, Tokyo Disneyland? They sure did. They even yeah. had a churro. It was shaped like Mickey Mouse. Oh, beautiful. Nice. All right. So churro is off the board uh, in the snack category with choice number two. Brian Lords, you are up. Okay. So the reason I knew I didn't need to prepare a list is as much as I loved the churro and assumed it would probably go first. <laughs> if I were picking, I would not pick the churro as much Ooh. as I love the churro. And the reason is, is because I am a sucker for a good English toffee and nobody makes a better English toffee than Disneyland. Whoa, I did not see that one coming. Yeah, that surprises me. <laughs> I thought I, I knew for sure what you were going to pick. And, and what did you think I was going to pick? I'm not going to tell you. No, no, we oh, could say it afterward. Okay. Because <laughs> okay, my well, reaction would give away whether or not. Oh, I guess I get to go next anyway. But the English toffee. So tell us where at Disneyland you can buy English toffee. <laughs> So I usually buy it on Main Street, just at the Candy Palace. Um, but it's, I don't know what it is about their English toffee, but I don't leave the park without buying a bag. Even if I don't buy it while I'm in the park, I'm always taking it home. So that, I mean, I love the churro. I love the Dole Whip. I love all of that. But for me, it's English toffee all the way. It's, it's crunchy and yet it's chewy. And it's just the right amount of sugar. Oh, they are awesome. It is awesome. sugar and salt. It's a sweet and savory kind of thing. Yeah. It just hits the right notes everywhere. All right. So with his second choice, Brian goes with English toffee. So this comes over to me and I am having a bit of a struggle. This is almost like playing chess because Sean Solo is going after me. I know that if I pick one, <laughs> that... that that I don't pick the other. I know what Sean's going to pick because I've been to the parks enough times with Sean uh, that I know what he's going to pick. But I'm going to go with my heart. Rather than just trying to break Sean Solo's heart, I'm going <laughs> to go with my heart. And I'm going to go with a classic. Give me a Dole Whip. I'll take a Dole Whip every time. I love a Dole Whip. To me, it's especially because uh, I'm a large sweaty man. And, uh, so usually it's hot at Disneyland when I'm there. I just really like going and cooling off and get, give me that Dole Whip and creamy. And yet it's, uh, you know, sweet and, uh, just everything about a Dole Whip is good. And everything about Disney, about Dole Whip screams Disneyland to me. So with my, my pick in the snack category, I'm going with Dole Whip, by the way, well, We'll talk in a minute about where other things placed because now it's over to Sean Solo and I would bet my house. I know what Sean's going to say. <laughs> Let's but take Sean, <laughs> Sean, throw us your choice. So uh, there's no better treat in all of the lands. I will say uh, than a Mickey mouse shaped beignet over New Orleans square, preferably with a mint julep. So, yes. I threw mint julep on there. I don't know if it counts, but uh. <laughs> so I, I have something to say about the mint julep. That was actually on my list, except you said it had to be current. Now the new fountain version of the mint julep to me 
is like liquid toothpaste. And it's not <laughs> like it's not like it used to be where they actually gave you mint. But I agree with you on the beignet. That's a pretty solid option. So I, I think what we are saying here is it's between the two fried doughs. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> So, Sean, uh, I would not have lost my house. I knew you were going beignet. I knew that. Uh, And, in fact, I I hate to interject and and break down our our squad choosing with a story, but Sean and I have the worst beignet story ever. It was horrible. (laughs) Yeah, we were at the Halloween party, and they had the special, what were they, pumpkin beignets? It was actually at Disneyland after dark. Oh, was that after for dark? A retro night. Oh, that's right. And, and it there was, was the a, orange cream. It was the orange cream beignets, and they had a massive line for them. We went and stood in line for like, I don't know, half an hour or whatever. We were in line forever. And then about five people in front of us, all of a sudden we heard, oh, man, they had run out. Oh, it was that terrible, was awful. Terrible. All right, so uh, so to recap, Nick went with uh, churros, Brian with English toffee, I went with the Dole Whip, and Sean went with beignets. Not a bad choice in the lot. I have to say, for me, the surprising one was English toffee, not on my radar. So me too. Cheers to you, Brian. Maybe what Sean. What can I say? I'm a surprising guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, anything else that anyone else kind of had on their list, just in case? I, I liked ice cream at the Gibson girl or old carnation when it was that way. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow ice cream is just another one of those things for me. That's kind of an irreplaceable part and Dole whips an honorable mention in that category. Cause they're kind of similar yeah. to that, that cold cream category type thing. But yeah, for me ending the day at the Gibson girl with a, with an ice cream is pretty solid. Yeah, I, I, my favorite, I didn't want to put it on here because I want to win. I want our listeners, because our listeners at the end have to judge and tell us who won and what we got. My favorite snack actually at the Disneyland Resort is a big old soft pretzel. I love a soft pretzel. If you can get the, sometimes they have specialty ones like jalapeno, but man, just a salted pretzel with a bunch of mustard on it. And I'm all about it, man. That's, that's good stuff to me. So anything else on the, on the list? I oddly had a chimichanga on the list. Chimichanga. That doesn't surprise me. Those are good. They're like gigantic gas station chimichangas. Yeah. Now those they sell in the snack cart right by the partner statue. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I would not have had that on my list. I did think about throwing out the old turkey leg. Yes. (laughs) But I don't know how you call that a snack. That's a meal for three. (laughs) Still amazing. Oh, they are awesome. All right. Well, that takes care of our snack category. Moving on to our next category, and this is a meal. And for the meal, you have to choose the restaurant as well as what you would order from said restaurant. And with the first choice in the meal slash restaurant category, Brian, fire away. Yes. So in the with the first pick of the second round, team Brian selects the... Cafe Orleans, and with that restaurant comes the Monte Cristo. Oh, Ooh, man. <laughs> Darn it. Man. <laughs> well played, Brian. Uh, can't go wrong with a Monte Cristo sandwich from either Cafe Orleans or Blue Bayou. I, I know this is awful, but I have never eaten at the Blue Bayou, so I had to pick Cafe Orleans. Do you like the cheese one or the one with the ham? They have <laughs> versions. Oh, excuse me. The one that I had had ham. I've, I've yeah, had have, it a couple times, and that's really all I've had. So the cheese one is three cheese, and then they have the one with, with the one cheese and ham. I like the ham one better. And there is a good reason that you chose uh, to do Cafe Orleans because at the Blue Bayou, they do not have the garlic fries that they serve it with. That's true. You got to get those garlic parmesan You got to have the palm frites. Oh, the palm frites. Yes. Ah, darn it. Good choice, man. All right. Well, I kind of hate this game now. <laughs> I have a quick question for you, Sean. Yeah. So then now that he picked Cafe Orleans, none of us can use that restaurant so none of us can pick Cafe Orleans, and none of us can choose Monte Cristo. All right, all right. Which, uh, spoiler alert, really sucks for me <laughs> going second. 
because uh, yeah, that's bad news. I, I think I don't know. What do you guys think? I think that no, both should be off the table. That's fair. Which uh, well, that takes it over to me. I have the second choice in this category, and I wasn't sure how we were going to call the rules. So my number one was actually Blue Bayou with the Monte Cristo, and my number two is Cafe Orleans with the Monte <laughs> Cristo. So I got. <laughs> Let's just say I got hosed. So, um, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. So for mine, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit different. Actually, I had something else as my third place, but I'm gonna take my fourth place choice because now that I think about just how cool it is, I'm going to go with Docking Bay Seven with ribs. The ribs at Docking Bay Seven are awesome this is in uh this is in star wars land or sorry what's it called actual the act uh galaxy's galaxy's edge Edge, yes batu (laughs) batu or galaxy's edge yeah i'm gonna go with docking bay seven docking bay seven i've eaten there twice now and it is amazingly themed like the theming on it is just incredible you feel like you are immersed in star wars Everything around you is just awesome uh, with it. But then uh, one of the times I had something else, but then uh, one of the times we were there, smoked kadu pork ribs. They're sticky pork ribs served with a blueberry corn muffin and a cabbage slaw. And you are just immersed in this Star Wars universe eating these ribs. And the fact they call them kadu ribs make them sound so much more exotic. And I love ribs and they are good ribs so with my second pick i'm going with docking bay seven and the kadu ribs all that, right that's a big deal coming from a, a big time barbecue competition guy yeah that's yeah. i think that says a lot actually yeah and they're not that style of ribs you kind of have to suspend looking for true barbecue they're just really tasty the sauce is like a sticky gooey really yummy sauce but it also i think that sticky gooey kind of adds to the Star Wars thing. It makes you feel a little more primal, you know, at Docking Bay 7. So that's my choice. And we're heading now over to Sean Solo. What you got, Sean? Fantastic. So my number one's still around. Um, since you couldn't pick Blue Bayou, I'm going there. Uh, and I'm going to have the Rack of Lamb. Oh, smart. Uh, and it, it when I had it, it was served with white cheddar potatoes, mashed potatoes. Uh, mm. so good so good plus you're in you're in pirates of the caribbean on the bayou Gosh, can't beat I, it i didn't even think about still taking blue bayou sean that was really smart because that <laughs> is my favorite restaurant in disneyland but to me it's synonymous with cafe orleans but man good choice so the rack of lamb pretty delicious oh yeah it was cooked perfect at least for me. <laughs> and then of course those, I love white cheddar. And so white cheddar mashed potatoes is just fantastic. Yeah. Not a cheap meal either. And I, I will say that I have the seat next to the, uh, to the bayou. So that's hard to get. Did you have to ask for that? <laughs> I always ask. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing place to eat. It's one of my favorite uh, dining, uh, dining experiences anywhere in the world. You get to sit inside pirates of the Caribbean and, It's just awesome. Good choice. Rack of lamb at Blue Bayou. All right. With the final choice in the meal category, over to Nick. What you got? Well, I have to say I was also a victim of the first choice of the Monte Cristo, which I was hoping somehow you guys just didn't know about it, right? (laughs) Then that would make my job so much easier. Yeah. And it's hard because one of my other picks that you guys haven't picked yet seems so pedestrian after <laughs> lamb. I, I don't know. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of confused now on which way I should go. Should I go with the meal that's the everyman meal or something else? So I would say that I, I had a really difficult time deciding which was more important, the meal or the restaurant. Because for me... I think that the skewers at Bengal Barbecue mm. are, are solid. They're amazing. But the restaurant itself is a very limited kind of experience. And so I was like, ah, do I pick that? Or do I go something, like I said, pedestrian, like just a classic burger and fries at the Hungry Bear? And 
and that's because that's what I was doing when I was a teenager. But I, I'm going to go with the kebabs at uh, the Bengal barbecue, the skewers, because for me, there's just a quality to those and a simplicity to that that I, I really enjoy. Awesome. That was on my list. Um, that was definitely a consideration. Do you have a favorite skewer, a favorite kind? No, I don't know that I really do. I mean, the the Banyan beef is pretty good. Um, but last time I was there, I had the Chieftain uh, chicken skewer, and I really enjoyed that. So I, I do I have to narrow that down? No, you don't. Not at all. I was just curious. I'm in the last spot, so I guess I can have that freedom. No, no, that's that's good. I I uh, am a big big fan of. They have a pork belly that they do with hoisin. Uh, it's a little hoisin glaze on it. That's amazing. Oh, I haven't tried that yet. I'd have to do that. And I will say it's much better now. First of all, they have mobile ordering, and secondly, they got rid of that shop that was next door, and they now have actual seating in there, so you can go sit down. You don't have to wander around with your skewers. But man, that's a solid choice. It's well, funny because I probably would have placed skewers in the snack category. Mm. And that's fair. I, I could see why you'd make that argument. However, that it, it is substantial enough to be a meal in my mind. I, I should say that the Golden Horseshoe is one of my favorite restaurants. I just don't like the food selection there. I think right. it's really bland. I wish they would revamp that menu to be something more substantial. So that's why I say like, I don't know, do I like the restaurant or am I going for the food more? So in this case, what I had left, I I went with the the skewers. They are some of the best chicken fingers you'll ever eat though. Yeah. The chicken fingers (laughs) inside is is pretty good. And I have to say that I consider it more of a meal also with the, the barbecue skewers because I usually that's that's my main kind of go-to for dinner is I'll get uh, two or three orders of skewers and uh, and then maybe one of their tiger tails, the uh, breadsticks that are so fantastic, really good stuff. So here, let, guess, let, me, let me remedy that then. Go with the bangle rice plate because it gives you two skewers, rice, and the slaw and all that stuff. So that if you want to put that on the listing, there, there you, you go. go. There's a meal. That nice. makes it sound a lot more like a meal, so I like that. Yeah, good stuff. All right, good, good stuff. So recapping, Nick uh, went with the Bengal barbecue skewers. Brian, uh, Cafe Orleans with the Monte Cristo crushed all of our hopes and dreams. <laughs> I ended up with Docking Bay 7 with the Kudu ribs, and Sean went with the Blue Bayou rack of lamb. I got to say, not a loser in the, the lot here. That's all, that's all good stuff. So any, anything else anybody else had that you were really considering? I mean, I, for my number two, I did have the, uh, the Monte Cristo, but yeah. I also had Endorian tip yip, uh, from oh, Docking Bay 7. From too, Docking so. Bay 7, the tip yip. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to cheat because, uh, I was going to say the entire breakfast buffet at the Crystal Palace. <laughs> I thought there that you go. Been, you know, cause you get characters, you get dining, but I thought that was cheating to say a whole buffet, you know, was <laughs> probably not fair. And then the other one that's more pedestrian, but definitely a favorite is the lobster roll at the Harbor Galley. I had Ooh, to throw that in one. there because man, that's good with their homemade chips. That is a good, good meal. I toyed with the idea of going with the chicken dinner at the Plaza Inn as well. Oh yeah. Well, well done. Classic. Yeah. I'm actually a little surprised. None of us pulled out at the club 33 ringer. <laughs> yeah. I, think I feel club, like I can't pick it if I haven't been. Oh. Yeah. I thought about doing club 33, but I thought it was unfair because I'm the, the only one who's been there. So <laughs> I thought that would have been cheating. Rub there's, that in. Why don't you? Well, there's no way that our audience, <laughs> like most of the audience hasn't been there. So how could they, yeah, they'd probably hate me for it. So yeah, but you're framing the perfect day and how could that not be part of a perfect day? I have to say Club Club 33 is pretty rad. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. All right. Uh, Moving on, moving on to our next, which is Kids Attraction. And this will be interesting because there was some back and forth between us about what quantifies a kid's attraction. I think it's kind of just, you know what, when you see it. Uh, This is the only category that I have first choice. So I am going to pull out the Kids Ride equivalent of a Monte Cristo sandwich and crush everybody's dreams because this is not my favorite, but I'm out to win. If I only get one day at Disneyland, 
I'm going on Peter Pan. That's all there is to it. it, it <laughs> that is a good one. That was you, my first. There's, it's like one of those things where it's, it, it really isn't my favorite kids attraction, but because it's available, I'm taking it. I got the first round. It's like, it's like not taking Michael Jordan in the first round, you know? It's something that you'll regret the rest of your life. So I had to go with Peter Pan. Oh, come Pan. on. He didn't amount to anything. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> he was also the second choice. He was taken second. But uh, but uh, Peter Pan is my choice. And you know what? It's an amazing attraction. You get to go up and you get to fly over the city, which is so incredible. Now they've got all the new special effects. Is it worth the hour and a half, the uh, line? Probably. It's a pretty darn boring line, uh, but it's unless you go to Disney World. Disney World has a good line. But man, it is the ride that everybody has to do. And I always tell people, if you have to do it, run. Run to it first. First attraction in the morning, go do it. So with my first choice, it is Peter Pan's Flight. That's what I got. So... All right, on to uh, Sean Solo. You've got second choice in this round. What you got? Ooh, uh, this is going to be rough. Um, okay, I may lose some votes or I may not. I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with a classic. It's a small world. Uh, oh, I, I feel like. Wow. <laughs> I feel like you people that listen. <laughs> like people that listen to this show are pretty like they love disneyland so sure i'm banking on them liking the history of the attraction as well as as uh who was behind the attraction um and the story behind it so what do you love, love so it. much what do you love so much about it's a small world oh uh, like i've said in a previous episode for one it was my grandpa's favorite attraction and if you knew my grandpa, you'd never guess that this was his favorite attraction. So uh, it was just kind of cool that it was his. Um, so it's it's pretty nostalgic for me as well. Um, and it, I just think it's a good message, you know, yeah. bringing the world together uh, despite our differences. So I think to your point, Sean, there are a lot of almost every Disneyland fan I know loves It's a Small World, including me, almost everyone I know. People who don't love Disneyland don't love It's a Small World and incidentally don't have a soul. So I think that's I agree, okay. I agree. Uh, but Amen. anyone, most people listening to this show are going to love It's a Small World. I think that's a super <laughs> solid choice. Definitely it was on my list when I was thinking things through and great attraction. I love it. Can't argue with that at all. All right. With the third choice in the kids attraction. We've got Nicoletti that we're all excited to find out what it is because we had some discussion earlier. Some things were thrown out. I'm really hoping you go with what we talked about earlier. But Nick, what nope. you got? Not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I honestly, I tried to put myself into the mindset of a kid in this case. Like what would a kid most want to do? What did I want to do when I was a kid? And I, I this idea just popped into my head as we were talking and I hope you guys consider it a kid's attraction. Autopia. Yeah. Okay. I, sure. Sean, Brian, are you guys good with it? I totally consider Autopia a kid's Absolutely. attraction. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to sure. say, I was going to say Astro Blasters because hey. I think kids nowadays do, but I'm going to go with Autopia. No, Autopia is a classic. What good memory do you have of Autopia? Well, of course, everyone loves ramming into the other car. <laughs> <laughs> in front of you and being you know kind of a one of those kids that the <laughs> that the cast members have to wag their finger at I, it was the first ride i went on when i didn't have an adult mm. so so that part of it to me was a really fun it made me feel like i was an adult even though i was a kid sure and so there was something about that there's also the idea that there's not very many rides where you have any control and so as a kid to be able to turn the wheel and kind of slam it into that center rail even that was part of the fun for me it's awesome great choice i think it's a great choice all right with the fourth choice for kids attraction brian i know you had your heart broken by it's a small world but leave it to your little brother <laughs> to break your heart <laughs> boom <laughs> but brian fire away what you got for kids attraction so I do have a solid, solid uh, second, 
but uh, I'm going to go brave the, the fist fights of Toontown, and I'm going to go to Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Wow, very solid. Awesome yep. choice. That was on my list, too. I don't know why. It didn't dawn on me. It, I, now that you say it, it's like, duh, of course. That's an amazing ride. What do you love about Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin? <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, I absolutely love, 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 love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm. It's probably one of my favorite, what I would call underrated Disney movies. Um, and I actually had a chance to share that with my children over the weekend. So, well, one of them, one of them saw part of it. <laughs> yeah, I watched little... most of it by myself, but um, <laughs> it's a solid movie and a solid attraction. Um, a lot of kind of crazy stuff going on. I, I thought Mr. Toad for a second, but Mr. Toad's not crazy enough for me. Mm. Um, his wild ride isn't wild enough. Now, so, Roger uh, Rabbit's a lot wilder. That is a great, yes. great choice, Brian. And you get you get a little bit of control, kind of like what Nick was saying with the the Autopia cars, with the the spin and everything as you're going through. And it's just a it's just a well done attraction. And if I can't take it to Small World, I'm going to take that. Solid, good choices again, all the way around. Anybody else have one they were teetering on? I was teetering on Mr. Toad as well. Yeah, yeah I, I love too. that. I love that ride. So I think I think our listeners now and you guys all know my favorite attraction in the entire park is Alice in Wonderland. So for me, not only was it difficult, I think if I were in fourth place, where I know Peter Pan would have been taken, I assume one of you would have taken Peter Pan. If I were in fourth, I probably would have gone to. Uh, to Alice in Wonderland. I, I love that attraction. There's something so magical about it. But man, all these are good choices. It's shaping up. I think everybody's got a good day. We're coming in pretty tight. This is one where even though I put this thing together, you know I'm not cheating because I get fourth in what I think is probably the most important category here. And that is attraction. This is a, an attraction or a ride, not a specific uh you know, a kids ride or adult ride or whatever, name the attraction and going first. And, and again, this is the second time I'm ready to bet my house. Sean Solo, what do you have as your number one? I'm going to start typing it before you. <laughs> Probably a good idea. It. Yeah. I'm going to set the listeners up, right? You've had your beignets and your mint julep, right? Your toothpaste drink. Yeah. You've got your toothpaste drink here. You have your dinner reservation for Blue Bayou to enjoy your rack of lamb. What better attraction to go to after all that than the Haunted Mansion? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I like the Shocking. fact that you're laying out your whole day, Sean. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I know too much about this attraction. Um, the history behind it's fantastic. Uh, the fact that this ride was built in 1969 is very, very impressive. Um, and it's just all around a good ride, good attraction. Awesome. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's definitely a favorite. I mean, you look at how many people go on it, and it's deceptive because the line moves so fast, and yet still there will be a half-hour, 40-minute wait. And that's cranking people through. So we, I think we all knew as soon as I saw you had – first choice in this i just went oh yeah i'm not even adding it to my list because <laughs> i know it's just pointless how'd this, you guess how'd you guess tell us what's what's hanging right behind you uh there's a poster gigantic poster of madame leota's face uh for the 50th anniversary uh, i've also got a whole shelf right here of haunted mansion memorabilia so yeah, sean's a big haunted mansion collector so you awesome. can't even see all the stuff that's on his other side that I know's there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I know is there also because I get to sit by it. So uh, what I'm recording with you guys. So that's awesome. Really, really good choice. All right. With the second choice in attraction, and this I have no idea where you're going to go with it. Nick, what is your attraction? So this one became much more evident to me. I had liked it before, but when I went to Hong Kong Disney and it didn't have this ride, 
it felt like I was missing a key part of my Disney experience. And that's Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. If, if you don't go on Pirates, there is something inherently disconnected with your Disney experience in my mind. And so Pirates to me is also, it's very similar to Haunted Mansion. Let's be honest. New Orleans Square is the best part of the park. Oh, yeah. And and if Preach. they if they absorb Splash Mountain a la Princess and the Frog into New Orleans Square, it'll be even less of a competition. Um, so I I find that that pirates to me there's I, I want to talk about the smell of pirates that oh, yeah. you have you can't get that anywhere else I think on the planet and to me it's such an irreplaceable part of your experience because of the smell I know that's weird but not at all memory smell is such a powerful thing and that ride has so many great memories for me and it's quality they actually I don't mind the rebrand to the new movies I think they did a pretty solid job with it uh, but it's been around it's timeless it's wonderful awesome awesome choice you guys can know. I can I cut in yes please yeah jump in he threw in the smell I just want to let the listeners know that the haunted mansion has a smell, a distinct it's, smell that they need absolutely. to be aware of. <laughs> so I have candles. I actually have melt wax melts of both, of both Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. So yeah, and they're pretty solid. I've never actually smelled them before. Yeah, they're not as solid. the The best one is the Orange Groves from uh, Soren because it's very easy to nail. It's hard to like bottle the smell in Haunted Mansion or inside uh, pirates, but yeah, no, that's a really good choice. And I totally agree on the smell on both of those cases, which is why I'm pretty sure none of us are choosing uh, <laughs> the submarine ride <laughs> because of, because, because don't like of the smell, smell? <laughs> <laughs> because of the dirty diaper smell. So yeah, no, very solid choice. Yeah. Th- these are two that we kind of expected to go first, right? So to- totally get it. Brian, you have got the third choice in attractions. What you got? Well, I knew my number one was going to go the second that I saw that Sean was the first one to pick. So um, I wasn't expecting to get that at all. Um, And then Nick, of course, took my second one. So (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Because it did actually give me a chance to believe it or not, pick a ride I haven't physically ridden, but that I feel as though I have because I've watched the video so many times. And that is in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Rise of the Resistance. Wow. Okay. That's really going out on a, I guess it's not going out on a limb because I haven't watched the ride through, but I've heard the reviews. And I think that... uh, I have to call a little bit on that because if we weren't going to pick a food from Club 33 because we haven't eaten there... (laughs) Can you pick a ride you haven't been on? But yeah, I, I can't. So. I can't eat at Club Thirty Three through YouTube. Yeah, fair point. No, that's a fair point. You can't. <laughs> you can get a sense through YouTube, and you can see all the reviews and everything. I think that's fair. I like it. So, what is it about Rise of the Resistance you love so much? <laughs> well, if I can't pick my two favorite rides in New Orleans Square <laughs> because of my little brother and and Nick here. Um, I am an Uber Star Wars fan. And the second I saw the ride video of that attraction, I got super excited. I mean, it it could actually almost have been my number one anyway mm. because I love 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 Star Wars. I'm I'm I've been a Star Wars nerd ever, ever since I had seen the films originally. That's awesome. Well, and and hopefully I'll I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that uh, on December 8th, I will be able to tell you guys if it is really that awesome, because I will be in uh, Hollywood Studios Park on December 8th in Orlando, Florida, and hoping to get on a ride group. I'm going to be up at 7 in the morning trying to get us onto a ride group. Yeah, Rise of the Resistance. Again, I've gone out of my way not to watch the video, because I want to be kind of surprised by it, but Everyone who's everyone I've talked to says once you ride it, it is your favorite ride, and that's all there is to it. So yeah, even just by the ride videos, you can 
tell it's such an immersive experience and i love something that will just suck you right into the story of the attraction awesome all right well very very good choice i am uh, i've got the fourth choice and i'm not even upset about it i'm not even upset that i've got fourth i am going to go so far surprising everybody i think but it's what I feel right now. It's really what, if I could go on one attraction, this, this could be really it for me. And that is an attraction that, first of all, none of you guys brought the thrills to your day. And if you want a thrill, you want vintage Disneyland, you want a thrill, you want some animatronics mixed into the whole thing. I'm going on the Matterhorn. I'm going to take the Matterhorn. I freaking love the Matterhorn. I love how, love how old school it is. I love the fast parts, the up and down, the fact that you're really not in control. It's just a gravity coaster, you know? Uh, the fact that you've got the abominable snowman's going to come around the corner at any moment. And if you're riding on the front, if you're in the front car and you can see kind of the track unfolding in front of you, I think it's as big a thrill as there is. You splash through the water at the end. You got the awesome music playing. To me, I think it's about as iconic and one of the most underrated attractions at Disneyland. I'm going with Matterhorn. So that's uh, that's my attraction, and I think it's super solid. So, All right. Good for you. <laughs> Nick, you're not buying it. <laughs> I I I think that the Matterhorn is one of the most efficient uses of Disneyland real estate of any of the attractions in the park. It is so tight and so compact, but it, you're right. There's a lot of thrills to it. Yeah, awesome. All right, so recapping. Uh, Nick is going on Pirates of the Caribbean. Brian's going on Rise of the Resistance. I'm hitting the Matterhorn, and Sean is doing Haunted Mansion. This takes us to our next category, second to last category, the parade or show. And uh, to be clear, we said if, if you're going to – you can't just say parade. You can't just say fireworks. You either have to name the parade, name the fireworks display, name whatever it is. You have to be really specific on this one. And in this one, uh, in this one, we will allow you to do like two of us could do fireworks if they are different fireworks shows. So that's how it's going to go down. And with the first choice in parade or show, Nick, you got it. What you got? I I have to go with something that is anchored in my favorite part of the park, and that would be Fantasmic. Son of a gun! I know I get to be the bad guy with some of these easy ones, but I knew that was going to happen. Fantasmic I knew it too. Has everything. It has cool tech. It has huge production value. Music is incredible. There is nothing that that show lacks, as far as I can tell, and. And I just think it is absolutely incredible that it's couched in my favorite part of the park. There's nothing that can beat it. Mm. Yeah, I, I I hate to even say this, but there is nothing that can beat it. <laughs> Darn it. So it kind of makes it an easy answer. I, I it's low hanging fruit. I get it. No, it's it's absolutely awesome. So yeah, I mean, that would have been my number one. Sean and Brian, maybe you've got a different choice, but man, for sure, that would have been, I just, that, that is a fantastic choice. There is something about that show. Uh, do you guys ever just listen to the music, just listen to the soundtrack from Fantasmic? Yeah, all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is probably of the sounds of Disneyland. It's probably the one I listen to the most. So uh, awesome. Great choice. I mean, who could argue with that? All right. Uh, good choice with the number two. Brian, what you got? All right. Well, as I stated, Nick took mine again. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess this is what I get for taking the Monte Cristo from everybody. So um, <laughs> it was an easy pick to make my next choice. However, um, it's something I've already started listening to the soundtrack for because Normally, I'm in the park this time of year. Usually, we're showing up into the park on Veterans Day, and uh, I'm not there. <laughs> I wasn't there last year. I wasn't there this year. So I'm going through major withdrawals, and my pick is going to be 
a Christmas fantasy parade. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that parade. That parade is all the feels for me. Um, I love Disneyland at Christmas time. And ever since I've started taking my kids, it's become that much more magical. And seeing them watch that parade is magical enough for me without even watching it myself. Because there's just being able to watch that through their eyes is fantastic. There's there's so much magic in Christmas. And with that parade at Disneyland, it brings that on times 10. Easy. Awesome. Good choice. Yeah, really good choice. My favorite time of year, as we've discussed, is uh, is Christmas time in the Disneyland Park, and that parade brings it all together. So It's fantastic. Awesome. Awesome choice. All right. Uh, with the number three pick in Parade or Show, that comes to me. Uh, and I've got to say, I am a fireworks guy. And uh, even though I would have picked Fantasmic first, it's like it's it's not even a fair fight with Fantasmic. But I am such a fireworks fan. Uh, there is a um, fireworks show. It was called Magical Disney's New Nighttime Spectacular of Magical Celebrations. That's literally the title that they kept the entire time they had it. It was literally the fireworks show was called Magical Disney's New Nighttime Spectacular of Magical Celebrations. It ran from 2009 to 2014. And I fell in love. I've always loved fireworks. Uh, I have a very, I have a a major love of it. It goes back to my grandfather loved fireworks. And uh, I just, I, I don't know. They, they, that's what gives me all the feels. And in 2009, this new show came out. And what I love about it is it was before all the projections. And I love the projections now. All the new fireworks shows are amazing. But this was before the, the fireworks, but it was really timed with the music. And it was the first time that they really like shot things off that if it was a, the sound of a cannon, it looked like a cannon. Or if it was supposed to be Tinkerbell, it looked like Tinkerbell. Like it was really all orchestrated, but it left a lot to your imagination. And every, this is music that I still play. I'll play the YouTube of it and listen to the music through. And I still just remember it. And uh, yeah. So for me, it's a magical Disney's new nighttime spectacular magical celebrations. Now, there is a little caveat I got to throw into this. They do bring this back for two or three weeks at a time every once in a while. I was so, going to flag on the play on that one. Yes, Same. it ran from 2009 <laughs> to 2014, but they do bring it back sometimes. So, but they'll bring it back for two weeks at a time. So that's my, that's my choice. And uh, I'm sticking with it. I am. Yeah, it is a little bit of an asterisk. Uh, because it technically closed in 2014, but they've brought it back periodically. So I'm going to stick with it. That's my choice. All right. On to the final, which is Sean Solo. Oh, this is tough. Now that you put that little asterisk in there, I was thinking, uh, you know, maybe I could do Paint the Night Parade since it comes back every so often. I would, um, I would accept Paint the Night Parade. Wrong park. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They did move they it over. They moved huh? it over to Dang California it. Adventure. All right. All right. Then I'm going to go with the uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Halloween Screams fireworks show. Mm, um, good one. Solid solid choice. I just something about villains and spooky and Halloween. I just love the the fear aspect of things. I don't know why, uh, but it kind of gets your adrenaline going and with all the fireworks, it's just an amazing amazing show. Awesome. Great choice. Yeah. And what I love about it too, is they leave, uh, they leave all the projections. Once they do it, they leave all the projections up all the way down main street. Mm-hmm. So you see all the vines and all the, you know, what, whatever it is, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. What else do you love about it, Sean? I know you love uh, Halloween in the parks. What do I love about the fireworks show in particular yeah. or yeah. just, just the feel of it. I mean, it gets, gets me going. <laughs> it really gives you that, uh, that Halloween feel. Um, it was between that and the Halloween parade. Um, just, I love the, the idea of the villains taking over the park and the fireworks show really 
brings that home. So it's awesome. Great, great choice. Um, I'm looking back. Apparently, two years ago was the last time they brought back my magical. So you guys were right to call a foul. <laughs> I I'm gonna go ahead and acquiesce and take it off, and I will choose last. And since I'm a fireworks fan, I'm just gonna go with believe in holiday magic. Uh, since they bring that back, that's their current Christmas fireworks. I knew they had brought back um, that they had. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but since it's not, it's been two years. They may not bring it back. You know, I, I, I accept your foul, and uh, I'll do believe in holiday magic, which is the Christmas fireworks. So, Sean, what's the name of the actual fireworks show? Uh, the Halloween screams. If you're talking about the one I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Halloween screams. Awesome. Yeah. And, and for me, believe in holiday magic is a lot the same way. It's so Christmas centric and it's so beautiful and it's got the projections and it is just awesome. So my the bad snowfall on the fall. at the end is the snowfall at the end is perfect. Too. Yeah. The, the shooting snowfall is unbelievable. So fun. So Great choices again, guys. You're making making for a good day. All right. The final category is character. This is one character meet and greet. And I get the feeling that Brian with the first choice is about to completely shatter my heart in a million pieces. But Brian, you do get the first choice. Go ahead. What would ever give you that idea that I would be shattering your heart, Sean? Come on. Go ahead. Um, just say it. I know I'm not taking the uh, pick of Sean Solo. I think I know where he's going to go with this, but I can't have the first pick and not pick meeting Mickey at Mickey's house in Toontown. Awesome. Why, why is that your choice? Why, why would that not be the first choice? I was what I would think. Um, Mickey is what started it all with the Disney company and to as as fun as it is to meet him other places, to be able to go through Mickey's house, be able to see all the things, go, go out to the movie barn um, and actually possibly see a variety of different Mickey's um, whether it's steamboat Mickey or the, the usual tuxedo Mickey back there um, possibly the sorcerer Mickey. They've got a bunch of different ones that you can, possibly get so um it's just a fun very magical way to go and meet a character totally agree oh man good choice Uh, that for sure would have been my number one i mean that's that is a day at the park as you meet mickey mouse and good call all right in this category i've got second place which might as well be ninth after mickey it's like there's mickey and everybody else in this category Uh, So I've got to go with one that I get excited about because it's just fun. And uh, I'm going to go with Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille is hilarious. Uh, Cruella DeVille definitely has, uh, she's funny. She's entertaining. She rips on people. She (laughs) will make fun of you to your face. She'll make fun of little kids, but in a very playful way. And she is so deep in character when you see her. It is just Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians jumps down off of the screen and right in front of you. And just phenomenal. They get the best actors to play uh, Cruella DeVille. So to me, I always get excited. And if you get a chance to interact with her, we've taken photos with Cruella DeVille before that are just hilarious. She's had our daughters stand back to back with her and, She's had me stand with her and she took her, she had a, what do you call it? A stow or whatever the, the, what do you call that? Uh, that goes around your neck. Boa. The, uh, like a boa. Yeah. She took her boa and wrapped it around me and like pulled her down to my shoulder and did this big pose. And it was amazing. So for me, if you're not going to meet Mickey, you might as well have a lot of fun with Cruella DeVille. That's my choice. All right, Sean Solo, you've got the third choice in characters. Well, I did have Mickey Mouse. I, I'm not going to lie. I always love meeting the mouse. Kind of gets you emotional, you know. Uh, I, this is hard. 
Is so it I really? Because with... I thought I thought I could have guessed this one in a heartbeat for so you. So there's there's a so common one that I could go with, and then there's one that they pull out rarely, but they still pull her out. So I don't know what I want to go with. Um, this is rough. Um, I'll just go with Doctor Facilier. That's oh. who I thought you were going with. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's um, what I thought. Yeah. Dr. Facilier, I love the fact that he's he's just hiding in the nooks and crannies of New Orleans Square, um, hiding in the, the alleyways and stuff. So uh, he's just fun. It seems like it's always the same guy. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, they do a good job. Um, so yeah, I'll go with Dr. Facilier. Such a good choice. That would That would have been my next choice after Cruella. It's and it's for a similar reason. I mean, so in character and so mm-hmm. just awesome, awesome, and so fun to meet. Man, I do choice. agree that I think they only have hired one person to do that. Yeah, seems like he's it's the same one. Yeah. He's the only one I've ever seen. Awesome, so so cool. All right, Nick, you've got the final choice in character. What you got? So I'm actually really surprised. First of all, Dr. Facilier was on my list, but I, I, I have to say I'm really surprised that Brian didn't go with something from Star Wars. I mean, based on, yes, Mickey, yeah, okay, I get it. But um, I'm, teenage me would choose Jasmine. But <laughs> it's got to be summer Jasmine, not winter Jasmine. Agreed. Agreed. Um, <sighs> That's funny. But uh, I'm going to go with Darth Vader since he's still available. Yeah, that was on my list. Nice. Yeah. nice. And, and I have to say one of the things that helps separate this list from others, and I, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but I love the character actors that can talk. Mm-hmm. and interact with you. So I love the old characters. I love Mickey. I love all those guys, but the interaction that you get with the live action people is so much more fun to me. Mm-hmm. And so so I um I'm grateful that Darth Vader was still available. I think that's such a solid choice, Nick. I I told this story on this podcast before, but uh that Doc, Darth Vader scares me to death. Uh, yeah, he has scared me since I was a little kid. I being the elder statesman of the group, I was five years old when the original Star Wars came out. And uh, so just, but just maybe last year or the year before, we met Darth Vader and I was wearing uh, some shirt that said support your local rebels or something like that. And he honed in on it and started, what is this shirt? Tell me what it means. And I, my voice started trembling and I just remember he said, hurry and take the picture before I do something you'll regret. (laughs) And they took the picture and I started to leave and I turned around and he was walking fast behind me. I sprinted so fast to the other side of launch bay. Ah, it's a great choice. Yeah. He was definitely on the list. So, and see, I thought about picking Darth Vader, but he works for the mouse now. (laughs) So... (laughs) Well, and, and here's, if I may say, one of the downfalls, not that we're competing, but one of the downfalls, because I was going to pick Mickey, and frankly, if they had a vintage Mickey, like characterized like the original drawings, that would have been hands down my pick. But the line to wait for Mickey in Mickey's house is a bit of a killer for me. Yeah, it can be. Right. It can be. But the magic of meeting Mickey is uh, it's next level. I still, every time I get emotional, every time I get to meet Mickey. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's, we put together our squads, guys. Uh, there were some ones that really surprised me in here, but uh, also some that you could have set your clock by. <laughs> like completely not surprising for sure. Yep. But uh we're building the perfect day at Disneyland. Why don't we go back through and everybody uh, tell us about your perfect day. Let's start with Nick. Run us through your day here. So my day involves multiple churros. Has to have multiple churros. And if, if you can, uh, make a stop at the uh, Bengal barbecue for a skewer meal. And uh, I've chose Autopia as the kids' attraction 
for the freedom that it gives you, the excitement that you have of being a little bit of an adult. My adult attraction was, or adult attraction, whatever we're calling that, uh, was Pirates of the Caribbean. Again, the the sensations of being there. It's an irreplaceable part of your, your day. Nothing better than to end your day with sitting in New Orleans Square and watching Fantasmic over the rivers of America. And if you get a chance, run over and meet Darth Vader. Because how cool is that, that you actually get to meet Darth Vader? Awesome day, man. I can't argue with that. I would take that any day. Brian, run us through your day. All right, guys. So we're going to walk through the parks or walk, walk through the gates, start walking down Main Street, stop and get some English toffee at the, the Candy Palace right there on Main Street, wander through, go over and ride uh, Rise of the Resistance because we've got our, our group assigned for the beginning of the day. We're going to start off with that. On the way back, it's been a little while that we've spent in Galaxy's Edge, so we're going to stop in for lunch at Cafe Orleans, get a Monte Cristo. And after you're done with that, of course, the parade's about to start. It's Christmas time, so you're going to go see the Christmas Fantasy Parade. After you're done with that, we're going to take a trip over to Toontown. Going to go take a spin on Roger Rabbit and uh, end our day by meeting the mouse himself in his house, in his movie barn. And who knows what Mickey we're going to get. Beautiful, man. That's a good day at the parks. Nice work, Brian. Well done. Sean Solo, what you got? All right. Disneyland. You're walking down Main Street. You're going to head straight. Just get that Disney magic by riding Small World. You know, that classic Disney magic. Um, And then, of course... You got to get a treat. You're hungry. It's it's early in the day, so you head over to New Orleans Square, grab yourself some beignets and some mint julep, aka t- liquid toothpaste. Um, <laughs> I ruined it for you. <laughs> I do if love you, the new juleps. I don't know what you're talking about, Nick. I think if you get fantastic. it through, you got to get it from the mint julep bar. If you get yeah. the fountain, Nick's right. No, but the one at the bar is fantastic. And sometimes they'll have seasonal flavors of mint julep, so feel free to snag one of those if it's there. But uh, of course, we're at, we're in New Orleans Square. You you might run into Doctor Facilier lurking around in the uh, the alleyways, giving you uh, some voodoo magic, you know. Uh, and then of course, it's it's late. That took forever. So now it's it's time for your meal over at the Blue Bayou. Uh, where you're going to enjoy some rack of lamb with uh, white cheddar potatoes and maybe another mint julep or toothpaste drink. (laughs) Uh, And then you're in New Orleans Square. Let's hit up the Haunted Mansion. Enjoy that nice, creepy ride that smells of old mansion, old wood. Uh, Run into some ghosts, you know, you don't see that anywhere else. (laughs) And then, of course, you end the night with some fireworks for the uh, the Halloween Screams fireworks show. It's a heck of a day, man. <laughs> awesome. Well put together. Spending most of your day in New Orleans yeah. Square, as it should be. Yeah, that's a lot of New Orleans Square going on there. I just, yeah, I didn't put that together earlier. because it's, it's the best place to be. <laughs> Nick knows what I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, for my day, you're going to you're going to be there to rope drop. And with that rope drop, you are running straight through the castle on the right-hand side and immediately getting on Peter Pan's flight. You are going to have the best time riding Peter Pan's flight. You got that out of the way. At that point, you're just going to wander right across to the other side and have yourself a frosty dole whip. Get creamy, just tangy deliciousness. You're going to eat that Dole Whip, drink it, whatever, right as you're walking over to ride the Matterhorn. You get on the Matterhorn, you get all the thrills and chills of the Matterhorn. You have so much fun. You're laughing hysterically as you get off. Then you hear somebody say, what are you laughing at? You look over and it's Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille tells you to stop laughing. She's hilarious. You take a bunch of photos with Cruella DeVille which is just so much fun. By this time, you're starving. You head over to Galaxy's Edge, go to Docking Bay 7. You get a big old plate of the kudu ribs. 
just fill up on them. It's delicious. By this time, it's nighttime, and uh, you go over to the the uh, you go over by the partner statue right in front of the castle. The lights go down. The music comes up. The believe in holiday magic fireworks go off. You've had the perfect day. You head home, belly still full of cootie ribs and Dole Whip and magical memories. That's my day at the park. Pretty good job, guys. Very, very interesting. There were some that I was surprised by. You know, English toffee hadn't hit my radar, so that was really, really good. I hadn't thought about Rise of the Resistance. Uh, Blue Bayou, Sean, jeez, I could have had that, you know? Could have, but you did <laughs> But good choice. So for our listeners, we'd love to hear who you think won. Uh, We'll put this up on social media. Tell us if you think that one of us has a better day planned out than others. And, uh, you know, I guess it depends on what's important to you. Some For some people, Disneyland's all about the food. Others, it's all about the attraction or the entertainment. And so we'd love to hear what you think. Uh, Before we take off, tell us again, Sean and Brian, uh, I think I think all of our our listeners know well, well about your show, but remind us again a little bit about Word on the Main Street. You want to take it, Brian? You want me to take it? You got it. it. All right. Uh, So we do a podcast called Word on the Main Street uh, where we talk about the news surrounding the park. Um, We just did our 187th episode. Um, You can find us anywhere podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcast. You know what, Brian? Tell people where they can find it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, Google Play, and Amazon Music. Nice. It's like I do, I've done that for 187 shows. <laughs> <laughs> and if you follow their social media, you might just see the word on the main street, man on the main street, or as I am now affectionately known, the Wadhams Modhams. The so, Wadhams Modhams, yes. The Wadhams Modhams, as I do a lot of live reporting from Disney. And if you tune in, 5th, 6th, 7th, or 8th of December, barring anything crazy. But what crazy thing could happen in 2020? Barring anything crazy, I will be doing some live check-ins from uh, Disney World in Orlando. So, well, thanks so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, Nick, Sean, Brian, this has been a lot of fun. Fascinating to hear. I don't know about you guys. I am dying to get back to the parks now. That's the terrible thing about going through these uh these episodes so to our listeners if you enjoyed today's show if you could go leave us a five-star review we would love that or even better share this on uh, facebook tell your friends to tune in anyone who's a disneyland fan tell them to check it out especially right now while we can't go to the parks themselves due to uh covid and a certain governor actually that sounds like uh, the plot of a uh of a Disney film. (laughs) If there was a really bad Disney villain, favorite Disney villain of all time might be uh, Governor Newsom at this point, but I wax political. So, uh, but please go tell, tell all your friends to uh, check us out. And uh, on behalf of uh, Brian and Sean and Nick, I'm Sean Rapier. This is the Castle Collective. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.